0: This is Hacking the Afterlife Podcast with Jennifer Schaefer.
1: Jennifer! Richard! Oh my God!
0: how exciting is this? Here we are. Twice? Twice in one week. Twice, almost twice in one week. Into the flip side. Anyways, I have to tell you, it's uh, our podcast after the Oscars and um you were correct mademoiselle vegas girl that you were. uh you did say that everything everywhere all at once was going to win a lot of awards and you did say you hadn't seen it so we mm-hmm. have to i we still have, have
1: to- but i'm going to
0: okay it's it is so,
1: it's better, so when i do any like if i'm betting on a football game it's better if i know the least amount if I don't know anything I'm a little bit better at picking what it is
0: interesting to win and so
1: I did not watch maybe I did not watch any of it and so when I went through the list that kept on popping up over and over and over again and but
0: but even more so beyond that which is of course you know Jennifer is talking to people on the flip side have a better view of these things let's say right it's not that she's (laughs) making predictions it's that she's open to the folks on the flip side who were like yes we're going to win but beyond that if I may say two weeks ago we asked Carl Lemley, the guy the guy who's founded Universal Pictures who was the person who originally purchased the book uh all quiet That's on the right. Western Front we asked him specifically the story about the woman who 16 years ago had this uh, vision that she was going to win an Oscar and was that going to happen? And not only did he say, yes, that was going to happen, he also said that they would win three Oscars, which they won four. So that's great. What? Yay. <laughs> that's great, because if you were betting that they are only going to win three and you use Jennifer, you see, you'd lose that bet. But, but she was accurate.
1: But It could have been three plus her. I think I might have said that. So <laughs>
0: sure? do you clarify oh. that? So no no parsing and no trying to squeeze that into the reality. My point is, don't bet with mediums. That's my point.
1: Well, clearly, otherwise we'd be able to pick the lot. Okay, this is a big misdemeanor. People are like, well, why can't you just pick the lottery numbers? And like I did for one person, which was Richard Martini, and he won, or oh, no,
0: a, a dollar. dollar. Yeah, that's and right. It. She gave me the numbers. I went out and I played it.
1: We get information that we're supposed to know. They do. We do not get information that necessarily we're not, like that we're not supposed to know. It That's doesn't right. work like that. If your energy doesn't connect with winning the lottery, there's nothing we can do or else people would win it all the time using mediums.
0: Also that, and the point that 90% of the people who do win the lottery claim that they wish they had never bought a ticket. That's a high percentage of people whose lives were ruined by winning the lottery. So you could argue like, what's up with that? You know, did their higher selves or their counsel and guides and everything else. Anyway, enough about that. Um, We do like to start our podcast by saying hello to our friend, Luana, who thank you Luana for the great birthday party. That was really a lot of fun. There she is, Luana Anders, actress extraordinaire, who has been on the flip side since 1996, started showing up and talking to us and that out of that conversation came this research and this podcast. Uh Uh-oh, what's going on? You have that look on your face.
1: Stop it. You can't like pop into my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. the way that I'm I can't even do that at dinner without my family going, what are you what? doing?
0: <laughs> what is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, or my friends. It's like, but this is the way that I explained it. If you have like five people in front of me and one person's talking to me, and I'm just staring at this person. That's how weird it is. You can't, I, I can't do it. So I have to look away it, because it's just, I can't sit there and stare at somebody while somebody else is talking to me. Try doing that. Yeah. Try, try, like, try <laughs> completely ignore, like it doesn't work for me. Anyway, no, Luana's just said she's actually very surprised that we're doing this, but she's happy we are are here. Um, oh, I did. My dad told me I had a dream about him. It's usually you having a dream, but he just mentioned it to me, Luana did. Oh, that's right. They want me to bring it up. Okay. So I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning. This was Wednesday, yesterday. And this song was this loop in my head. And it was Memories by Adam Levine and Maroon 5. And I thought, of, I'm like, Boy, why is this song keep coming through? And then I realized it was for something that I've been, I, it's for something that I'm working on uh, for a production, for a show. And that was like the theme song. That's oh. what And if you listen to the words For that song It talks about toasting the ones that you love It's such a beautiful song But it was just something So my dad He's the one that gave it to me So even though my dad was not here When that song was done
0: Right, was that created? Sure
1: Not created He put it into my head As a a song that when I woke up I kept on playing that loop in your head You know um well a little bit like Paul,
0: McCart- uh, Paul McCartney with uh, Let It Be you know his mother showed up to him in a vision and go ahead
1: He's saying that the reason why they're bringing that up is because a lot of people are having a lot of people um are having these are having these dreams where they wake up at certain times like 444 four, four, three, 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 or 333 um... <laughs> or my dad just made fun of me he used to wake us up before like at five for seminary. And that's why I woke up, but he used to say, he used to scream loud and shout the cougars are out because of a BYU fight song. And I would cringe and want to <laughs> turn apart. But um, something again, I'm not thinking of that he's showing me about my mem- you know, my childhood um, or adult, young adult life, he would say. Um, okay. <laughs> the purpose of this is that to pay attention to our dreams. A lot of it, our subconscious comes up, but when we're waking up those first, like two minutes that you wake up, write it down. Cause I did have something happen where I didn't write it down and it was so significant and then it was gone. And I've explained this to a lot of people that my, my day at work, the reason why I don't remember things. And I'm so happy this is recorded and I make sure all my clients record that, you know, my clients, even audience members. Cause I always, you know, with my shows, I always say, if I come to you, record it, you know? Um, Not me, but record the voice so that you can listen to it later. And it's so that you remember it. So write things down, have a journal, write things down and ask your loved ones. That's another thing they're showing. Ask your loved ones to be with you when you go to sleep. And that, um, okay, show me again.
0: And, uh, so how does that work? Jim, if you could just talk about that a little bit. I mean, what's the process of energy in terms of the frequencies you're reaching out? You know, you have this idea. I want to talk to this person. Are you sending out a signal and how do they receive it? If you don't mind.
1: You send out a signal. So if you're in pain, you've already sent out that signal. That's a signal that you're sending out. And And then the question was, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. But receiving it is by being open. If you're think of it, oh that's so cool. Think of open being like this. The more open you are, the more that's the more that's being able to be given to you hmm. that you're aware of, which will also help. If you know that you're being helped, or if your loved ones are over there, if you feel them and you believe that they are, then you're more likely to see them and talk to them but if you don't you close that gap where your subconscious just makes up the other stuff
0: right or or you convince yourself that it's not possible
1: right and believe me if this is your first time or last time listening to this podcast (laughs) um (laughs) you you will learn all from from our previous interviews we do our best to well they do i'm sorry i'm just the medium for that to help you get in contact with your own. Everyone has the capabilities. It's just a matter of honing in and and trusting it. The more you trust it, the bigger your awareness, the more your awareness is. You're always connected, but the more that your awareness will be there.
0: Well let me ask a Luano a question about that, about dreams. You know, people might have, let's say in a series of let's just call it 10 dreams. And out of those 10 dreams, maybe one, it's really vivid and they feel like they're connected. And the other six might be kind of random. They feel like random events, almost like you're playing a character in somebody else's dream. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is the process? Is it is it that like half of our dreams are real and half are fake? Or is it they're all fake or all some kind of a construct? What What is, please try to describe that to us.
1: They just showed me a loop like from us to them and back. Let me just, there's a lot of people over there right now that she's going through, hold on. I know there's a, give me a second. So she showed me like, if you can imagine it being packed, trying to get through. And so I'm like, I know, I'm just like, so what does that mean? And she says, imagine your dream state being a, a foreign land that you've never been to where it's packed with people. A what you've never been to? A foreign land. Oh, foreign land. Okay, thank you. So wherever you haven't been, and just, just imagine it being packed, like a different planet even. Like, imagine it being packed. You trying to get through it, whatever you're going through, is your dream state trying to help you with it. Because healing over there is also healing over here. It's that circle that she's showing me. I said her dreams to i'm like is it real and she goes well your dad gave you that song that was pretty real right
0: well and my like, question is know. what's a what's a percentage in terms of reality i understand what she's saying let's just a paraphrase you're in this foreign place let's say a foreign stage and a theater filled with people you're bringing with you all of the problems and issues that you have in your life you might want to work with them and deal with some of them but you're also, have all these other frequencies that you have to sort of deal with. And my question is, is how much of those other frequencies, are they invented, created, or does it matter? Is that even an issue?
1: It doesn't really matter because it's still you in creation. Okay, so
0: because we're the primary source of our awareness, consciousness, whatever pains, you tapped your nose, that means that Luana's agreeing, so it's, we're the primary source of the cre- creation, I see. And I guess it just comes down to it because people want to know, it's like, why am I having these random silly? Yeah, or... I
1: asked, so I was just asking her that. Just give me one second with that. Um, I'm like, what about people that, like, you know, I had a dream about spiders once and she just said, she goes, well, that's because you're afraid of spiders and maybe at one, you know, that's you thinking about that. In a, like, and like and you're creating the
0: energy of spiders whether they exist over there or not but right. you're creating that same energy so the whole mental construct is part of your creation
1: i asked her if they were real over there and she goes i didn't get an answer but um i could tell she you can just like you said they can make it up like if you want to create it you can create it over there
0: i see In other words, you don't, there's not spiders crawling around over there. However, the consciousness of the insect, let's, Lou, do you want to talk about that for a second? We have a lot of insects that are made up of consciousness and they travel back and forth to and from Earth. From what I understand, they don't transmigrate, they don't become humans, but they can, you know, become other flying
1: creatures, is that correct? I just told him, I'm sorry, because I killed some ants, and I always feel horrible if I kill a couple, like, if I kill ants. (laughs) But she just told me, she goes, they're the fastest creatures to come right back. (laughs) So that's
0: that idea of they understand incarnation, we do not. Something like that. Is that right, Lou?
1: Apparently, I feed a lot more ants than I kill, so there's that. (laughs) Never looked like that. They just showed that to me. They're like, no, you... It's well, fine. see,
0: I'm extrapolating that into trees and plants and pets Right. and our loved animals who under seem to understand how consciousness works or incarnation works, and we don't seem. But okay, Lou, do you have a guest list or somebody on your list that wanted to come forward today? Or is this the topic that you wanted to your discuss?
1: Your Sorry? mom.
0: Your mother. My mother, Anthe. Anthe, how are you? Oh, I have a picture of her right here yeah so this is this is my mom with my cousins there she is oh there she is over here and you see me clutching her gripping on her leg desperately with these other creepy aliens that are sitting at my table anyway what's up Anthony? what do you want to talk about
1: you're right about your brother
0: (laughs) okay I knew Jennifer would ask that question. Why, you know?
1: Didn't ask that. That's I I, I didn't even remember.
0: You're right about your brother. Okay, that's very good, Anthony. I'm not going to repeat what you said or what that means because
1: she knows that. Um, She's just telling you that she loves everybody the same. She loves you. She just gave you a big kiss. She's super excited about your son. Um, She loves what he's doing right now or his adventures that he's on and you've been so supportive of him and without making him not want to do it apparently and she's been thrilled about being around your being around your daughter and what she's doing she just showed me what she did at you know your friend's house um and she's forever grateful for your wife <laughs> that has you
0: <laughs> to put up with me
1: we love sherry oh her progress she's come to sherry a lot she says oh okay very
0: good and so so, Anthony, let me ask you something uh you know my mom concert pianist uh she once described heaven as like a like a garden and a home now have you created that garden and home in your construct or are you are you just traveling or what what is your primary residence on the flip side it's
1: our house in chicago
0: so it's our home in on uh, Hillside in Northbrook. And I, you know, Better I have version
1: a- of, an updated version of it with pianos everywhere in every room.
0: Please tell me that. So just describe that. I mean, I fully remember that house, you know, every detail. The
1: backyard the backyard instead of having five trees or somewhere around that. Yeah. A bunch of them and it's endless and it goes all the way back. And there's a pond. Uh, there's a pond that's a lake that's close by so there's, there's a she has fresh air that's being emanated towards and her. oh fresh air yeah, and yeah and then the front room when you walk through the door or what you would call like a living room space uh-huh she's showing me two pianos instead of one very good yes um and then and then when you go upstairs the rooms are taller so the ceilings are taller very good okay and And then she says that the kitchen is with, (laughs) they don't have to do dishes. That's so funny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Would you show Jennifer these glass windows? It's all glass windows looking out to the backyard. Would you
0: show trees and light, which was my dad designed our house. So we had tons of light coming in. And he did get her two pianos and put them in one what? room. So uh-huh. yeah, he did. We had two pianos in one room. And so I, Anthony, show her what the pianos look like color wise. Uh, light, light and dark. Very good. It's exactly what he had, what she had. Um, and so when you sit down to play and you played every day of your life, all the way up to your last day on the planet, you played like an hour. And by the way, Cheryl, our mutual friend who was taking care of you in those latter days, um, I mentioned her the other day, and I said, I, I think Anthony wants to say hello to you. So, is that true, Mom?
1: Very much so,
0: yes. Okay, very good.
1: And it was it was her birthday. Did she turn 89 or something like that?
0: Uh, she did. And
1: uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. You showed me well, 80. wait, I mean, no, she passed at 88, you know, the number Branded. of keys on a keyboard, Anthony.
1: No, 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 I meant her, the other person.
0: Oh, Cheryl. No, Cheryl's on the planet. Uh, no, no, how but, old? Sure. Oh, when is her birthday? It could be. I don't know. I'll have to ask her. I'll say auntie said happy birthday. And we'll just see what that means. Um, but auntie, so just uh, this is my mother describing her afterlife, what that's like, I understand completely what she's saying. So is this true of many mothers and fathers? Do they create their own sort of nirvana and place for them to live and abide?
1: They do because they 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 do make a place where you have the most love filling the place, like most love filled place. So,
0: so it might be your grandparents' home, might be yeah. your home.
1: That's why it's rare that places are haunted.
0: <laughs> you mean places here or like why, are would
1: the- you, why would you go to a place that's haunted? Oh. Like why would you go to a place that didn't have love? right? Um, Hold on. Interesting. We create what our memories give us to create.
0: Well, also, and in terms of your husband, um, Anthony, uh, Charlie, (laughs) he was an architect. And at some point,
1: (laughs) I asked her, I'm like, so what is he making? She's like, he's in, I don't know where he is. I think it's Israel or somewhere like that. I'm sorry if I have this wrong, but like he's changing all the toilets around.
0: Very funny. Now, do you know what that means?
1: <laughs> I remember vaguely, but she just, he just, they didn't tell me. They just showed me a picture of changing the toilet.
0: So, uh, you know, it's an example of a reference that Jennifer doesn't, she might remember it. She doesn't totally remember it, but what a thing to say.
1: Nothing that I would be thinking about for sure.
0: So, dad was an architect, and when he took over the King Saud University in Saudi Arabia, I mean, the initial designer had. Faced all the toilets towards Mecca, and so that was a no-no. And what he did was he came in and he had them all a quarter turn, which was kind of hilarious and funny, and one of those obscure details that only I could verify yeah,
1: was. That. That's so, funny. so,
0: but I also I just want to point this out. I I had an awareness that he was designing and showing me at some point in a dream yes. new houses and new homes because he's an architect. And he could do that, you know, he can create all that stuff. So it's not just the memories of your previous lifetimes, right?
1: It's improving, just like, thank you, just like artists making new music. It's uh, improving what they already do.
0: What they already do. And we've talked to musicians who, who create new instruments. And Anthony, so when you sit down to play, just describe what that's like. Are you pushing the levers in your mind of your old keyboards? Are you creating new keyboards? new tones
1: new tones new keyboards
0: and if there's one composer that you've met on the flip side that you really enjoyed hanging out with Beethoven and do do you mind Ludwig you want to step in for a second mom can we bring
1: Ludovico in he can hear now
0: he can hear now (laughs) wow uh so Ludwig Mr. Beethoven what was your favorite piece the fifth, okay, very good, and I had a, an awareness at some point. I
1: was, we were talking to you. I think one. Dun 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 too. like he said that one and dun, dun Dun. That's
0: that's the one. Yeah, the fifth. Oh, it
1: is okay. Cause dun, I'm dun, like, dun, dun, are you sure? He said Dun Dun Dun. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was even him. I'm sorry, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, no.
0: I won't play Beethoven. Um, I had this weird experience chatting with you, Ludwig, when I, I was asking you about, you know, this lifetime because it was so dramatic and it was so filled with drama and you had a whole jealousy thing going on with your sister-in-law and over the custody of your nephew. And you pointed out that the happiest lifetime you had was not that one, but it was another one. And, and you, you mentioned that your name was Ernst. And it was in the black forest, and you were like a farmer because you were in the woods.
1: Is that accurate? William Shakespeare, I believe, either showed up or he mentioned William. So just give me one second. Please. And Willie's always available. Come on in, Will. I asked him if you had a lifetime with him, and he said, we just missed each other.
0: Okay. I think that's uh, that's pretty accurate in terms of their time frame.
1: I don't know. Give me a second.
0: Clearly I don't either, but, but go ahead, Ludwig. What did you, why did you bring him in?
1: Yes, because he's talked. so he talked about music. William wants to talk about writing. Um, Romeo and Juliet. He's like, you see how things last forever and ever and ever and ever. You can understand why people are trying to recreate Better versions of whatever it is. Like even television shows. What's interesting, television, I just heard this from a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> she goes, tell a vision. Television. television. That's cute. Tell a vision. So Will,
0: so Will, you you left the planet about a hundred years before Beethoven arrived. Are you guys talking about having a lifetime, not as each other, as we know you, that
1: was almost together? Yeah, just being to get like, um, they're just laughing. They showed me like having a lifetime together here, like Starsky and Hutch. I don't know. It was
0: actually, <laughs> um, All right. Well, that's, I mean, it's fascinating because Will, how many lifetimes have you had just roughly since you were on the planet?
1: I have to keep coming back over and over. (laughs) Why? I can't get it right. I keep drinking too much.
0: Wow. And so you've had a handful, like three or four or five or what?
1: He said thousands. And so what was the I'm most? Not just on this planet, but in other places? In other
0: places. Okay, let's allow that. And so what was the most, was your will lifetime kind of the most, I don't know, memorable? To everyone else. To everyone else. But for you, what was the most successful one for you?
1: It was being with my mother as a little child and I was sick. But the love that came through is something I'll never forget from my mom.
0: That's beautiful. Like unconditional love from your
1: mother. I was never lost. I was never, you know, I I wasn't even in pain, but I was sick. But the love that she had for me and what she did to get me better, I didn't have any worries. I didn't have any scarcity. I didn't know I was going to die early, but because she never made me feel like that. She was always optimistic and always, you know, I never saw her worry.
0: Did did, Did that, if I can ask, I just so we have a reference point. Did that lifetime take place in somewhere on the planet? Where on the planet? Just so we have a reference.
1: Washington, D.C.
0: Okay, thank you, and I, that's just if we ever, if it ever comes up again, we can talk about it. Yeah. And how about you, Ludwig? Was there ever a, any other lifetime? I mean, I, I had this impression that you were trying to tell me that you had this farmer lifetime, but let's ask you.
1: Well, maybe it was that lifetime actually.
0: The farmer lifetime that okay. Ludwig saw. Oh, so that they were that was in the same. Are
1: you talking about Ludwig?
0: Okay. I'm ta- now I'm talking about Ludwig. Was there, okay. was, was okay. there every, any? What was your happiest lifetime that you can remember?
1: That, farm, that one that you're mentioning.
0: very good
1: no care again no cares in the world no stress
0: and also he talked about this sort of symphony of of agriculture you know the symphony of
1: how everything's connected and you just showed me like underground like the trees and the fungus and how they tell each other when things are on fire and how they tell each other what's going like whether there's diseases or not that that are coming you know um that can kill plants um it was fascinating to him the connectedness and so I and
0: I just for the odd audi- go ahead
1: before right is that before his I, life
0: it could have been I don't I don't remember what he said
1: why because he's showing me how everything was so connected and then how that kind of went into the piano, the symphony
0: oh well, it could also be that that he's still connected I don't know that he's connected to it my but my I think my point is to say, you know, here we are talking to two great artists about their journey on the planet, and three, my mom included, about their journeys on the planet and how those frequencies are always kind of like echoes of each other and Mm -hmm. how they all, and some are more, and we consider their greatest achievement as, you know, money, fame, whatever, but they're considering their greatest achievement as love, as some version of a symphony of love.
1: And that goes that goes back to why your mom said the house in Chicago, it's the circle, you know. That's
0: and what- that is a place where, yeah, we, you know, I, I I've had I don't I don't think we mentioned on the podcast, but I did have this weird experience where I almost took over that house with my family and moved there. So would I wouldn't have met you, Jennifer, but I had this conversation with my father where I sat down and I said, well, you know, if you can hear me, I need to know. Should I come here, you know, give me a yes or a no. And what I heard from him was, this was my path.
1: Yeah, that was their path. That's exactly what your mom said. That was my, those are my memories. You've created and, memories. with.
0: And I've, yeah, my path was different. Of course, I started to argue with him like I would, you know, wait a minute. This could be my path. Yeah, that's my path, though. No. But it's an interesting point, which is. That we have this path that we create and we construct and we come here with the help of teachers and guides and classmates and friends, and we all none of us come here alone. None of us leave alone. Um, And so, Luana, uh, who else is on your list there? I mean, Ludwig and Will, I mean, anything else these guys want to say to us? Luana.
1: Do what you're passionate about, invest in love. So invest in what you're passionate about, invest in what, that's what, that's where you're able to extrapolate memories from. Like Shakespeare had good memories of what he produced, but there was just too many outside circumstances dealing with the Catholic church, I think, or something He just showed me across, I don't know, or dealing with other things that were going on. Religion. Not necessarily,
0: necessarily. you know, religion was always
1: a big issue. There was stressors, stressors, but he followed his passion, but just that unconditional love, thank you, that he's saying from his mom, that he had with his mom, was by far his absolute favorite. He was taken care of. He was clothed. He didn't know he was sick. You know, he didn't feel good, but that was minor compared to the love that was being poured over him.
0: Was that a lifetime after your lifetime as will or before? I only asked just to see if one sort of is an echo. Before. before. So in essence, as will, you're somebody using words to create those emotions and create those feelings. And so having had that experience, it allowed you to sort of tap into that. Uh, you're tapping your nose means correct. Yeah. What
1: I'm, uh, I'm surprised I didn't put that together.
0: Do you wanna put in Jennifer's mind uh, which one of your plays most reflected that unconditional love, if any?
1: <laughs> the 700th version of Romeo and Juliet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which was in what country? Because you probably saw it, or was it in England? Or are you just kidding?
1: I feel like it was in Champagne the region of France Champagne
0: oh in France okay so the 700 version in France that's hilarious and and you were were you were not on the planet but you were observing because we've asked you about this that you can show up at any performance and and feeling that unconditional love that there was some kind of a, a capture wow that's great how about you Ludwig any performance of any of your music so
1: funny. he's like probably because i didn't know the language but we all speak english or we don't all speak we english. all
0: speak the internet international language love. love 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 well but also you know if you wrote it and see it you know like electricity she's je t'aime romeo um mm-hmm. how about you ludwig same question is there any performance of any of your music on the planet that most moved you or connected you or you felt connected to?
1: He showed me the movie E.T., okay? I believe it's because I saw E.T. on at the Hollywood Bowl, so I'm assuming that he meant the Hollywood Bowl. So give me a second. Well, let's
0: ask him, yeah, ask him. Do you mean I, that?
1: Yeah, because he showed me a picture of it. Okay, hold on. When? I think 2018 the Hollywood Bowl,
0: and was it the fifth or the ninth I
1: think the ninth
0: <laughs> were you sitting next to me or were you sitting in front of me
1: I was sitting behind you
0: I <laughs> uh, that was pretty dramatic I took uh, our daughter Olivia to see okay. the ninth, 2018 that's the <laughs> Hollywood Bowl
1: front door okay <laughs> everyone i didn't know that but that's what he said was his best perform the best performance
0: well it it goes a little bit to what luana was saying the other day when she was talking about you know when you scatter somebody's ashes they connect to the memories that you have and so for him to to sort of say that you know he's not commenting on the performance he's commenting on my emotion being connected to it and that beautiful that was him
1: knowing that And him knowing that he'd be talking to us later because he just showed that it's all woven in, the time. So here he's seeing you then, right? We hadn't, we talked, but I don't know if we ever talked about him before then, right? So he said that he saw us in the future talking all at the same time. So he was connected to you already based upon what we were doing in the future.
0: (laughs) You know, and it's one of those cool things. Look, this cool thing in life, especially if you look at your children you see them moved by an artist, moved by somebody, they're emotionally connected to something creative, music and painting and art and dressing up like a boy or dressing up like a girl or whatever it is, it may be connected to not only their previous lifetime, but it could also be connected to an artist on the flip side. It could also be connected to something in the future that they're going to be doing.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, on that note, no pun intended, <laughs> yes,
0: Dum, bum, bum, bum. Oh, I just want to say one thing. E.T. is a fascinating uh, thing to mention only because uh, the guy who composed E.T., the music, you know, the Spielberg composer of all those great, great compositions. He talked about that being his most perfect score because <laughs> each each part of it had a little bit of it. So here we are giving our own perfect score. Thank you, Jennifer, for all your talents and your abilities. And uh, thank you to our our crew and our cast and our class and Will and Ludwig uh, and Luana and Jim. And who else? We had somebody else stop in, didn't we? Oh, already, already. I forgot.
1: Mom, your mom. And my
0: mom, Auntie, Auntie Martini and Luana. And you can find Anthy's music at anthymartini.com because I posted a bunch of her playing, you know, in her eighties, fun stuff. Anyway, we love you, Jennifer. Thank you for doing this podcast. And we wow. will catch you. Go ahead. On the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Love you.
1: Love, love. Bye.
0: This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jennifershafer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on gaia.com via Amazon Prime.